Welcome to Get Us to the Show. I'm Lewis Hill. And I'm Clint Gibbons. And Clint, last week, uh, we, we didn't do an episode. What's up with that, Clint? I, uh... Well, I have a theory. Okay. And uh, one of us was sick. Yes. Now, do we think it was the guy who works out twice a day and teaches fitness classes and eats healthily? Or do we think it was the fella who eats like a raccoon on hour 78 of a meth bender? Well, listen, I mean, uh, bet, I'm glad you used the word bender. Because that describes <laughs> kind of how I was living. And I don't mean with drugs or, or alcohol or anything per se, but just with burnout. We talked about burnout on the last episode. Yeah. And I got a little burnout because I'm doing this uh, this work contract. And by the way, people, go out there and quit your jobs. <laughs> work is stupid. I don't know why anybody does this. They say nobody wants to work anymore, and I'm with them. Like, uh, we're 12 <laughs> seconds in, and you're dishing out gold already. Like, <laughs> quit life your job. lessons. Quit your jobs. Drop out of school. Start a band. Go on the road. <laughs> do some comedy. Quit making CEOs rich. Anyway, so I'm doing this contract. Blues Fest comes up at the same time. Um... You know, I, I'm, I'm doing all these comedy shows. Everything just happens at once. And I'm go, 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 go. And I did these two shows at Yuck Yucks on Saturday night. My dad was actually there. And he goes, hey, you look like you're running on fumes. Oh, that's always nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. When, when a family member, like, calls you out and says, hey, you know, what's up? Are you okay? You're you okay? tired. <laughs> and, and he was right. So yeah. I went. And the next day, I, I got up early. And I went and taught. I stayed up late. Uh, having beers with my dad, got up early, taught Muay Thai, and then Chris LaPointe at Muay Thai even like, hey, you look a little, you look a little weird, you know, and I'm like, what, what? And I, I can't help but thinking all these people think must think I'm on drugs or something, but no, I'm working a lot is what I'm doing. So then uh, I went to Blues Fest that night, the next day I woke up, my throat was so sore, and I was like, that wasn't even the worst part, I was exhausted, but I was so sick, you know when you're not in your right mind? You're just having like weird thoughts and you're, yeah. you're just not okay. And I'm like, well, this is fucked up. And I got Foo Fighters coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, so you were I, worried about that. I was worried about that. So I got to rest. Now, I was really sick for two days and then I was fine, which is re really good because I got to see the Foo Fighters and everything. Because I wouldn't have went if I was, I don't like being the guy who infects people. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is, uh, again, why we didn't record. Yeah. I needed, I needed the rest time. But, it, but it, it does raise some interesting questions about my lifestyle and everything <laughs> That I'm doing, Clint. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I want to tell you, here's what I learned about the process. Absolutely fucking nothing. Clint, I'm doing more of everything, okay? I've just, I'm going to stop. I was worried there for a second. I really thought you were going to be like, I'm older and it's time to pull back. <laughs> Fuck and that. I, this is going to be the final episode. <laughs> I am not releasing singles anymore. I'm going to release a full-length album. Because everybody says, oh, you got to release singles now because the algorithm and all that. Fuck that. I'm Diamond Lewis Hill. I'm releasing a goddamn rock album. I'm doing more comedy, writing more jokes writing more songs, but I did make one major lifestyle change to accommodate. I started taking a multivitamin. Oh, that should solve all your problems. Well, there we go, Clint. <laughs> Literally problem solved in a pill. Thanks, Big Pharma. So here we go. Is it like Centrum Fort or One A Day or Flintstones? Oh, no, no. I didn't. I, I, I spent some money on, you really? know. Really? Now, a lot of people will say, you got scammed. Is your pee turning a color because you're just peeing it out? Hey, Shut up, losers. I got a lot to do. <laughs> and I'm trying to go to concerts, write music, and be a comedian, all while working at a job. Which, by the way, can I just point out, this is my last job. After this edit job's over, it's done. I, I was pretty much retired from the TV community, but it, it's over after this. So you, are you literally hating it? I'm not hating it. Uh, it. 
it, it's a good job. It's just I've really made time for music and comedy in my life and trying to lean into that at yeah. this at this portion in my late 40s in my life. <laughs> you know, the smart move, as the kids say. Where's my guidance counselor when I need him? And 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 that this just kind of brought me back. And I, I'm very happy to have it and make a little more money, but I, I think I want to lean full time full time into uh the things that, that I really enjoy, which is is it financially feasible? Well, I better make it financially feasible. So how, how do you do that? Is that is that something you just say you're going to do? No, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start playing my songs live more. Nice. Next year, I'm playing Blues Fest. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if Blues Fest knows that. I don't know if anybody knows that, but it's going to happen. I'm well, get... let's let's get a campaign going. Like, yes. uh, we need a hashtag, Lewis <laughs> to Blues Fest. I'm going to get a band together, and they're going to be like good guitar players. You know, um... If you need a tambourine player, I, do. I will play the <laughs> hell out of that tambourine. How did you know? But I'm going <laughs> to lean more into these things that... Uh... Now, I don't have time to do these things. As you know, time is something I don't have. But fuck it. What are you going to do, Clint? Life, fuck you, life. You're going to have to put me in the goddamn ground if you want to stop me from doing you shit. You need an intern. I do need an intern. It, think of all the time that you could free up if you had an intern. Goddamn, but I don't... Yeah. Now, intern, you don't pay those, right? No, absolutely not. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing about being someone who's been on the... The, the underside of producers all their life, like working in television and stuff. I'm like, I don't agree with free labor. Now that I'm producing stuff, yeah. I'm like, well, I got to tell you, I could really use some free labor right about now. And I wonder if we could source the intern from the Ottawa comedy community. I guarantee you we had somebody in there. <laughs> They'll be like 60 years old. And <laughs> <laughs> Wardy steps up. God bless him. I'd take him. That guy's got the work ethic of Absolutely. a, of a boomer. Take, take... <laughs> So, so yeah, that's been my life. I got really sick. I'm sorry I didn't have it. I, I actually like really felt bad that we didn't have an episode out. And I was waiting for like emails to come and hit me like, hey, why don't you have an episode? Because I remember during the pandemic when I released those music things every Friday, yeah. I got really sick and lost my voice. And I said, sorry, there won't be an episode this Friday. And I got so much. Some of it was like, hey, I really enjoy this and I'm sad it's not going to happen. But I also got some hey, you kind of owe it to us. We depend on this every Friday. Yeah. And it yeah. was really weird. <laughs> so I expected that. So I think, I guess what I'm saying is, listeners, you need to be, to be more passionate about this podcast and really, you know, come at me when I miss one. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> I, I did get a few people like, hey, where's the episode this week? So it's, it's nice to know that people are in the habit of listening and, and people are enjoying it. So that was cool. And I did, uh, we haven't talked about him in a while, but I, I lose track. He's a friend of the show or enemy of the show or what he is these days, but uh, I got to tell... Long Island Ice Tea? Long Island Ice Tea. All right, here I we got go. to tell Tongay that you and I had a falling out yeah. and there was not going to be a podcast anymore. And the sadness in his eyes is something I'll treasure forever. I picture Celine Dion, like music coming up and him just looking off in the distance, sad. I love that. I love that. <laughs> but hey, we worked it out. What was the fight about? Oh yeah, I didn't want to infect everybody. <laughs> there was no fight. It was just, yeah. Sometimes no, and I wouldn't even tell him. I'm like, he's like, well... I, he's like, what happened? I'm like, Lewis did something that I just can't abide. <laughs> Which, by the way, happens often, by the way. <laughs> and he was like, well, what did he do? I'm like, he knows what he did. Oh, <laughs> I just shit. laid it on thick. I didn't keep it going very long, but it was uh, it was fun while it was going. Uh, he hates freedom and the troops, I guess. That's what... <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I gl I'm glad he cared enough to want us to reconcile. Yes. Him. So, hey, we're back just for you, Tange. And Tange's back in the, in the running for uh, speaking about people, too. So that's cool. So um, since we last talked, I did a couple comedy shows, but yeah. they, were, they were, I was middling, um, and it was musical comedy. 
So me and my yes. brother, me and my brother were middling, and uh, you know it was great at Yuck Yucks. It went really great. The second night was interesting because two minutes before the show, Ashley comes in, and goes, "Hey, would you guys mind hosting?" And I'm like, "Gotta pee." So I, you know, <laughs> went and peed, and then hosted, and that went well. And my dad was there and stayed up late, and then got really sick. But then I took a complete break, and I just went, I just went to concerts, Clint, and then, nice, you know, and then rested and. Worked a job. I don't know how fucking people do this shit, but I worked a job. But you've had some shows. I did. I uh, I got to work with the uh, incomparable Derek Sagan all weekend. The best. The best. Just the best. There is a shitty drawback to working with Sagan though. It's yeah. that you have to sit in the green room while the show's going on because there's no seats available. There's no room whatsoever. Yeah, so Friday night I didn't get to see him at all. And, like, we were trying to listen, but you can't hear all that well back yeah. there. And there's actually extra bodies. Like, his girlfriend had to sit back there. And uh, at one point, uh, Schroeder was hosting, and his dad came out to the show, and his dad was in the green room wow. for the first 20 minutes until Howard found him, uh, found him a spot somewhere. So... Like he's just he's so fucking good, man. And it's so it's good. a pleasure to watch. And I actually so I was sitting beside his girlfriend and he was at Blues Fest. So he did the Mumford and Sons and he did yeah. uh he did the Foos as well. Yeah. And uh I guess he had a good time because he was hung the fuck over fuck yeah. and, on Friday. And you know what? That ain't cheap. Those are eleven dollar beers, yeah. people. Eleven dollar beers at Blues oh. Fest. By the way, Blues Fest, uh, I know you're a you say you're a nonprofit and all that, and I get it, but if you're charging eleven dollar beers, you shouldn't have volunteers. That's all. We'll go back yeah. to this free label thing. We shouldn't have volunteers. <laughs> anyway, back to back to your show, please. Yeah. So he's just like he actually reminded me of you a little bit before the show. Like he was just a bundle of nerves, man. Ah, like he was pacing around. And this makes me feel great. Yeah. He's looking at his girlfriend. He's like, I got nothing. He's like, Derek Sagan said he. Derek Sagan said I've got nothing, and I'm looking at him like. You're Derek fucking Sega, man. Yeah. Like you, your nothing is better than what we can all aspire to. And because he's one of those comedians, I've seen take requests. People will yeah. yell out joke requests like he's the Grateful Frickin' Dead. Yeah, yeah. And he will do it. And he was just like he was a bundle of nerves before the show, pacing back and forth. And well, like, so, well, something tells me, like I, I, I've worked with Derek a couple times. Something tells me when he parties, he he parties. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he probably had a little anxiety before, you well, know, that, that hangover anxiety. According to the girlfriend, too, like, I don't think they really drank at Blues Fest. They a drank pre. after. Oh! Yeah, when they got home. Like, the girls were going to bed, and the boys started drinking. That's tough, too, because you're it's like a comedy show. Like, I'm all adrenaline up uh -huh. after the music, and I'm like, let's go, let's go, baby. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Oh, I, I kind of wish I would have went with them. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been great to hang out with them. But... What's the name of the show, Lewis? Get Us to the Show. And I have a Get Us to the Show story. Oh, fuck yeah. That wasn't a Get Us to the Show that story, That wasn't apparently. a Get Us to the Show. Yeah, no, yeah. that was just a show story. All so, right, let's do it. Um, another thing we've covered in the show is how my wife doesn't like it when I talk about her. So we're going to talk about her, I guess. Hells yeah, yeah because she right. caused the Get Us to the Show situation. What marriage, people? What are we doing here? We need... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so... Um, so the, this was the, the Friday show with Derek. He was hungover. But as soon as he, as, as soon as the lights hit him, like, yeah. it, it's, it's yeah. amazing. And, you know, all comics do it to some extent. But, like, the hangover is gone. The adrenaline kicks in. And, like, you saw it. Like, he just, he was six inches taller the second he stood on stage, got yeah. a big laugh. And then he got off stage. And he's like, well, I'm not hungover anymore. 
So it was great. God damn. Yeah. That's the greatest thing I've ever oh, heard. Absolutely. And you know what? He just enabled me in a weird way, Clint. That's a, he enabled me by saying something I heard secondhand. That's amazing. Let's start drinking. Yeah, or start having like 10 a.m. shows so we can get over the hangover. <laughs> well, I think the event for Bowmanville actually says 8 a.m. right now. So. Does it really? Yeah, what so. kind of meatball put that in there? <laughs> But anyhow, the, the get us to the show story. So um, my wife was going to a friend's cottage for a girl's weekend. Awesome. So she was home Friday night, uh, got up Saturday morning. I got up nice and early, helped her pack the helped her pack the car, wished her well, gave her a hug. You're the best husband I'm ever. You're the best husband ever. Yeah. And my son had a baseball game at, or a baseball practice at 10. So she left around 8, and now it's about quarter to 10. It's time to go, and I start looking for my keys. Oh, you know, keys for a vehicle, I guess. Keys for a vehicle, Ooh. and I, I can't find my keys. <laughs> so I call her. I'm like, hey, is there any chance you grab my keys? And right away, she's just like, oh, shit. She's like, yeah, I've got your keys here. She doesn't trust you. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, exactly. Clint. She's trying to lock you down for the weekend. So I'm like, okay, like the, the ball practice was close by, so that was an issue. I'm like, dude, you're going to have to take your bike. You're going to have to bike to practice. No big right. deal. I did it as a kid. He's an athlete. He's he can, an athlete. He's, he's fine. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. But I've got two shows at Yuck Yucks that night. So, so she's like, because she was there with a couple of friends that have kids that are local. So she's like, let me reach out to them, see if one of the kids can drive you into the show and, and drive you back, give them, flip them a few bucks. Because you're not close to Yuck Yucks. I, I don't know if no. people remember, but yeah, I don't yeah, want to, yeah. I don't, won't give your address, but. Yeah, it, yeah. So it, I'm a good 40 minutes. Yeah. And with the highway being closed, it was even more. Oh, God. Because that was, yeah, that was a bit of a can nightmare. Can we coordinate things better in this city? What the crap? Let's have anyway. it during the busiest weekend of the year. Honestly. But so now, so she's reaching out to everybody like, can you drive Clint? Can you drive Clint? Do you have a spare car we can borrow for the day? And she just, has a spare car. Nothing's working yeah. out, right? So And a Blues Fest pass. Throw that in while you're in it. So I'm like, okay, um, what do I do here? So I'm like, well, okay, maybe I'll, I can take an Uber, right? Like I know it's expensive, but you know, mistakes happen. It's not the end of the world. Well, I tried to pre-book an Uber and it was going to be about $225 round trip. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know this, but opening spots at Yuck Yucks do not pay you $225 per show. Well, shit. I think it's I think it's two twenty four fifty. <laughs> I believe, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll just rent a car, right? So renting a car on short notice. This is already way too much. It, it, Four hundred <laughs> bucks they wanted to rent a car. Oh my god! So I'm like, what the hell do I do? And I'm like, because and the wife is like, listen, I'll come back, but it's about a three and a half hour round trip, right? So you don't want to yeah. make her do that. And I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? I had a stroke of genius, Louis. Okay, well, this is, yeah. I'm panicking for you right now. I'm freaking out a little bit. Because not only, uh, it's it's an opening spot. That's great. But it's, you're on the greatest show. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's Derek, like, man. You got to get to the show. It's a fun show because there's always a crowd. Yep. They're always excited to be there. And it's a master class in comedy, right? Yes, because when 100%. I'm done, I sit down and I just soak it in. Yes. Because he's so fucking good. He's so good. Oh, it, it just, he's excited, right? Like, people... Well, from home, will mess me like, oh my God, you're working with Derek? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, he's a celebrity and uh, people don't understand how little old me gets to work with him. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's great. So my stroke of genius is I had seen uh, the other day I was driving somewhere and I saw a U-Haul truck that said, rent me for $19.95 <laughs> a day. <laughs> so I rented a U-Haul truck. What the hell? For $19.95 to get me to the show and back. Wait a minute. I'm never renting a car again. You rented a U-Haul for 1995. You drove 40 minutes each way. 
you had to replace the gas, I'm assuming, or had something. to replace the gas, and there was a there was a mileage fee as well. Um, but it's still it's it, not four hundred dollars. By the time things were done, I think it's sixty five seventy bucks. What? So, <laughs> oh my god! Hey, what if U Haul's sponsored get us to the show? I think that <laughs> hell's yeah. Plus, we could sleep in the back of the U Hauls because we're looking at hotels for this weekend in Bowmanville, and those those oh, are nuts. Oh my god, people! I don't know how anybody affords anything these days, but you. You rented a fucking... Now, tell me about this U-Haul. What are we talking a five-ton, or are we talking a little... Q-Bin. A Q... You got a Q-Bin. <laughs> Did you put anything in the back just to have something? Absolutely nothing. I like, thought like about... Like a Gatorade or a fucking... <laughs> a bag of all-dressed chips, for what I guess. Something. <laughs> oh, yeah, driving down the highway. <laughs> and you parked that at Biagio's in the parking lot. Uh, well, the one across Biagio's. The, okay, like yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, the the fuck's it grocery called? store or whatever that yeah was. the grocery store slash transit uh oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes so yeah parked that right in there brought it back the next morning Where, okay how'd you how'd you get to u-haul well it was uh just in russell so it was like 10 minutes so i was actually gonna take my kid's bike so i was waiting for him to get back from baseball practice <laughs> so i could jump on the bike you're like steve martin <laughs> <laughs> did you meet john candy on the way what the hell yeah so yeah, so I, I was literally waiting for him to get home with his bike so I could take the bike. But then I just happened to look at Uber and there's somebody willing to take me for 13 bucks. So I Ubered into, uh, <laughs> that is, you know what? I never would have thought of that. You, you say stroke of genius. I agree with you. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> so, so now like we're going back. So my wife and I are in constant contact. She's like, have you found anything yet? I'm like, no, have you found anything yet? And she's like, no. And we're just kind of going back and forth. And then I finally call. I'm like, Hey, I think I've got it sorted out. She's like, well, how? I'm like, I rented a fucking U-Haul <laughs> to take me there. She's like, a U-Haul? I'm like, it was 1999. And the and because I told her like the car was gonna be 400 bucks, uh, the Uber was gonna be yeah. two something. And my wife, who's not super quick with the compliments, was just like, Yeah, I fucking love you. You're a genius. Oh, I got it. And, and that was that was worth more than anything to me. That was, that's pretty awesome. I, if that was my wife, though, she would have said, are you all good? You mind taking that old dishwasher to the dump before your show and, like, picking up a new couch and fuck? Well, and, and you laugh, but because I I'd booked it. By the time we sorted it out, it was about uh, 1 o'clock when I picked up the U-Haul. And I, I do have a bunch of shit around my house that I need to do, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, let's go load it up and take it to the dump. But when I got home, I Googled it, and the dump had closed at noon. And was closed the next day. So I mean, still a good story. It's still, still a good out. story. Even better based on the fact that I didn't have to do any work. Because <laughs> if the dump had been open, I'd have been sweating my bag off, this all is true. and stuff. This is and true. And I've established before, work sucks. Work We've established sucks. this. Now, did we know how comedians are? You know, a lot of comedians. Did did they all ask you for a ride home? Because that would have been the best <laughs> if you said, "Yeah, yeah, just uh, come on in here." <laughs> no, that would, Hop in the back, would you mind? It would have been nice, but uh, we were all adults on the show, so everybody had their own car. <laughs> well, everyone sort of had their own car. Everyone sort, of, Yeah, everyone sort of had their own car. Yeah, because Saturday was me. Uh, we had Rick Curry hosting. Oh, wow. Rick Curry hosting, me, Hatfield, and Sege. Jesus. Yeah. Great to see Hatfield again. I hadn't seen him in, yeah. like, pre-pandemic. I, like, yeah, there's a point he, I was concerned he was dead. because And he looks great. He's looks lean. Great, he yeah. looks young. He didn't lose any energy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> At, uh, so I went bullet. 
And when I'm done, I go back and there was actually room to sit in the crowd the second night. So I actually sat at the table with Howard. And, uh, so I go in, I I do very, very well. I did six brand new minutes, six brand new minutes. Yeah. I closed with an established joke and everything else was brand new. So that was super fun. Uh, and Howard comes back and gives me a high five when I sit down at the table. That's and I'm always like, the best. Yeah, oh, the Howard high five. Howard high five. It, it's more than you get paid in money. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But <laughs> but then he, he leaned into me when Hadfield goes on. And like Hadfield's doing his thing where he's running out around the crowd high-fiving everybody. And, and he's about a minute and a half into his set. And Howard leans over to me. He's like, for the late show? You should do his set, and he should do yours. <laughs> <laughs> there is not enough cocaine in Colombia yeah. for me to have that much energy. Well, this uh, this has to be why he took a break during the pandemic. He can't do that. You can't it, touch anybody in the pandemic. You got to stay still. Uh, this isn't, you it's, know, it's exhausting, man. And like, like all the power to him for being able to do it. But like, I, I just watching him, like, oh, I, like watching him gives me anxiety because yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. be that guy. But people love him, and and like he's so good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see him. He's got his thing going on, and yeah, like like I said, he looks great. Yeah, uh, I love I love when that happens. You know, because sometimes as comedians, I know I don't look great right now. I know I look really tired. <laughs> Today was my one day I got to sleep in, and my dog was like. Hey, 5.30, I'm pretty hungry, Lewis. You mind uh, getting up? And I'm like, God, Jesus Christ. But that is, that's how you get to the show, baby. You could you could have taken an L there, Clint. I could have. But you don't, because in comedy, baby, we got it done. Now, I mean, you had to skip the gummies and the, the Bud Lights, I guess. But yes. that's But that's all right. Hey, further for further reference, I got two vehicles. Just call me next time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you one of them. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> mess with your blues fest. Oh, no, no, we... It, yeah, getting to Blue, oh, Blues Fest was a pain in the ass anyway, but we're only taking one vehicle. The yeah. other one's just sitting there anyway. It smells like dog, but you're okay with that. <laughs> it smelled better than the U-Haul, I'll tell you that much. Did the U-Haul stink? Yeah, I think the last people use it to move a body. Ooh. But I didn't really go in the back, so the body might have still been in there. There could have there been a bag of cash back there. <laughs> there could have been. Always <laughs> check the U-Haul. <laughs> Always check the U-Haul. Because you're probably on camera doing something really nefarious, <laughs> and you don't even know about it. You're literally moving a body. And I've got another travel story that's not comedy show related. If you uh, if you want to hear, hit me. Okay, so uh, not the weekend that just passed. The weekend prior, uh, decided to take my son to Detroit to watch a couple of baseball games. Yeah, you guys were on the on the TV. We were on the TV. Yeah, which was cool. And it's so it started last year. It was uh, something him and I did. He wanted to for his birthday to go see two Blue Jays games. So I took him to Toronto. Nice. And uh, talking to him about doing it again this year, and he's like, "Well, we've been to Toronto, Dad. Like, why don't we go somewhere else?" And I'm like, "Why don't we? This is a great idea." So I bought tickets to two games in Detroit, the Friday and the Saturday night, and it was super short notice. And we packed up and we went. Um, My daughter was a little bit jealous. Sure, yeah. Well, it all started because my wife and daughter were booking a trip. Like, they've decided they're going somewhere hot next winter. Oh. So, and I came down, and they were upper before I was, and uh, I just see them. They're kind of huddled around the computer. I'm like, oh, this is looking expensive. (laughs) (laughs) All I see is dollar signs coming from the keyboard. But they're like, oh, we're thinking of going on a trip. I'm like, oh, great. When are you going? And blah, blah, blah. So right away, I grab my phone and I start looking for Blue Jays tickets. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you're taking a trip. We're taking a trip. So, but it was a great, like, it's this great thing. And my son and I had the most wonderful time. Um, we've actually decided something we're going to do. Like, so we've been to two stadiums. There's 30. So within the next 28 years, him and I, every summer, are going to do a trip due to a different ballpark. I've been to two stadiums. That's And I don't even like baseball. That's pretty cool. I know. So... 
So this was the second one, Detroit? Yeah, Detroit was the second one. Fucking right. So you're like the best husband and best dad. I know, here, right? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I'm telling all the good stuff you, on the air. We're not and, <laughs> and, you, and you didn't get a black stone for Father's Day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I did get a super cool gift for Father's Day. Though. Okay, my right. wife framed uh, the picture, so my album cover yeah. and the poster uh, what, from my album recording. So wh- whichever artist did both of those is yeah. probably a genius. So there's there's a framed picture <laughs> of you in my house now, Lewis. Yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm on the poster. You're on the poster, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a frame poster of you. Um, this is all I've ever wanted. So, but back to this road trip story. So everything wound up being fantastic, but it's like a nine, 10-hour drive to get to Detroit. Oh, yeah, so I've done it. It was a long day, and uh, so we're driving, and at one point, I, I, uh, I have some medications I need to take. I forgot to take them, so I asked my son. I'm like, hey, can you jump in the back as we're driving and just grab my little uh, prescription bag? So he's like, yeah, no problem. And then he, when he's in the back, he's like, you know what, Dad? I'm kind of tired. I'm just going to stay in the back for a little bit. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, knock yourself out. So, so, so we get to the border. <laughs> so, <laughs> and hum, with human trafficking trending right now, I just want to say. So we get, we get to the border, and he's in the back napping. And he doesn't like the sunlight, so he's got a hoodie covering his head oh yeah this so is... roll up to the border roll down my window like anyone traveling with you i'm like yeah who my son where is he backseat can you roll up can you roll down the window and he's just waking up and he kind of looks up and he's like hey and he's like uh can you sit up and uh show me your face please and as soon as he does uh they're like okay i need you guys to pull over so oh Oh, your your son had a good weekend. You don't know about. I figure. So I need you guys to pull over, and uh, we pull over, and they're like, "Sir, can you step inside? We need to speak to you." Oh shit! So I'm like, okay, and I'm not super comfortable leaving my 12 year old in the car by himself. But at the same time, like these are U.S. law enforcement people, and they are not super reasonable. So I'm just going to do what they're I'm not told. Not the most reasonable. Yeah. So I'm just going to do what yeah. I'm told. Um, so I'm in there, and while I'm sitting in there waiting some thoughts start to occur to me. So uh, <laughs> we've discussed my snacking prowess on the road. I, yes, we have. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. I love it. I like to snack. So yeah. one of the tidbits of information that I realized when we we're in there is we had been snacking on powdered donuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I may have had a white film around my nose and mustache. And, and you got a powdered up, passed out kid in the back. Three days before we left on this trip, my son's at baseball practice, and one of the other kids isn't very good at catching baseballs, and it ricocheted off his glove directly into my son's nose. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. The, the border agent looks. I'm covered in white powder on my face. <laughs> I've got a kid in the backseat with two black eyes who it looks like I was trying to hide. So they literally called my wife... While they had us separated. No way. And they said, is everything okay? Your husband's here at the border. Your son's looking a little worse for the wear. Like, they literally thought I was an abusive dad fleeing the country with my son. You know what, though? Yeah, you got to give it to good on them for checking. Absolutely. Good on them for checking. <laughs> but your son had an opportunity there to really have a boys weekend. And like, oh, yeah, he was uh, drunk at the wheel. See yeah. you later. <laughs> yeah, so that was my uh, that was my 
border story in Detroit. And I'm like, and cause I'm sitting there waiting, like I've never had this happen before. Like what's going on? I'm like, Oh, let's, Oh shit. I'm like, look like I'm doing Coke. And, and also, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you were nice to your wife before you left, because that could have ended. That could have ended my trip. Oh yeah, he treats the boy terribly. This is <laughs> slammer. Oh yeah, and like he was like he got this ball square in the nose, right? So it was two black eyes. Oh, I, I've and, been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, had that. The, the yeah. big bump on the top of the yeah. nose. So he looked like shit. Oh, my nose takes a couple left turns at Albuquerque, <laughs> but yeah, and that's painful too. But good for him sleeping it off. And uh, was he scared? Did he say he was scared after? He was just confused. Yeah, he, he was... just woke up. He's a teenager, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it, well, he's gonna be teenage. He's gonna be thirteen in in August. Uh, but it was such a cool trip. Like uh, baseball aside, and all this stuff aside, like. So when we're driving home, he just took turns trading songs. Like he, no he likes the hip hop and the rap. So he's playing. Yeah. He, he's like, all right, dad, this is Drake. And I'm like, okay, this is Tupac. And he's like, this is uh, Chance the Rapper. I'm Chance like, the Rapper. This is Biggie. And we just Biggie. kept going back and forth. And he's like, oh, like, does this guy steal tour? I'm like, no, he's dead. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. well, why? What happened? I'm like, the guy we listened to before that? He shot his him. people killed him. <laughs> I'm like, rap is a dangerous game, buddy. But it was cool. And, and like, he's 12, right? So he's getting to that stage where he's, he's more mature now. So yeah. he he was dropping all these songs with some language in They them. say some things. They say some things. Yeah. And, um, probably three, four years ago, we're driving to hockey, and he asked for, he always has his pump-up song, right? Yeah. And he asked for a pump-up song, and sure enough, it showed up with the the little explicit lyric thing, oh, yeah. right? A lot of my songs have that, by the way. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but my wife says, oh, we can't listen to this one, buddy. And he says, oh, why? Because the E means it has explicit lyrics. Not explicit, exquisite lyrics. <laughs> like, explicit is what it means, but so that's become the running joke, is that, like... Exquisite. It, we can listen to music with exquisite lyrics. Oh, I like that. Um... So he's dropping, he's dropping his tracks and, and there's all kinds of language in them and I've never done it, right? So I'm like, gave him like some Maestro Fresh West and some sure. some stuff that's pretty clean yeah. and then... Your backbones are sliding. Yeah, yeah. We, we slid the backbone and then I'm like, I just draw, I'm like, if we're going to do it, let's do it. I'm yeah. like... Ready to die by Biggie. Yeah. Hit him up by Tupac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, as soon as he starts, like my kid just looks at me like eyes big like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dad is cool. <laughs> also, roll the windows up, dad. We're in the city. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in the suburbs by oh, then. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a great trip. It, it was an amazing trip, and we just need something. I need something for my daughter now, right? Because it's a great bonding moment. And like when you have kids, it, it, you love your kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, you love spending time as a family, but it's great to spend time with them individually. Yeah. Um, and my son and I have baseball and, and sports, right? So we get a lot more opportunities to hang as my daughter. Like, we just got to find common ground. Like, I think we might have found something because we both think I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but, you know. But, I mean, how, how far away is she from coming to comedy shows? Yeah, she's going to be getting close. Because 16 is the, the like, uh, the, the comedy, like, yuck, yucks and absolute, I believe. You got to be 16, right? I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> remember, remember one of my first... Uh, oh, yeah. feature nights on an NTS there was like a grade school class trip in there oh this has happened to me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I'm like, I'm like Howard what do I do and Howard's just like just do your set man and like, yeah. I remember walked on stage and I'm like who's the youngest person here and I think he was 14 and I'm like Jesus I've been on Lipitor longer than you've been alive <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling a threesome joke 
And a little <laughs> a little girl, it was her eighth birthday, ran up on stage and gave me a balloon. And I'm like, oh, now what? And then she kept going back and coming back. And I'm like, first of all, parents, where are you at? What's going on? But you should have dropped your Amber Alert joke right there. I should have dropped the Amber Alert. I think I did... Uh, uh, reference in it, the Amber Alert joke. Like, speaking of Amber Alerts, or speaking of that girl, um, I've also done the ones where uh, the breastfeeding, and, and it was, oh, a, it, was a, it was a, it was a, a home show. So we're in somebody's living room, and it's a big family thing, and they're breastfeeding right in the front row, and I was just like, yeah, this is the first time for me. This is, yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> I said, that's the youngest person I've ever performed for, but I'm doing two daycares next week, so this should, uh... <laughs> but man, well, that's, You've had you've had a busy time too. It's been a busy time, and uh, my time's been busy, but not like I said. It's been music, which is you know, music and comedy are my loves. If I could pick one to make it in, it's I don't know. It would probably be music, but I'll take either one. <laughs> which is always, I think that's the the how an artist works. You need to operate on pain, and I think a lot of times it's the pain of I'm being successful at the second thing, the thing I like the second best. You know, yeah. which is. Uh, that's not a real pain, people. That's yeah. a real first world problem. But yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. But uh, l- let me tell you this about shows. Let me tell you about the Shania Twain show. Ooh. The opening night of Blues Fest, Clint. We go so, to see... Sorry, Sh- were you there every single night? Did you go every night? Well, I was sick a couple nights, and I, fair, had, fair. I had two shows at Yuck Yucks. Okay. So, but I got to see a lot of good rock and roll bands. A lot of... I, I like to hit the stages of the bands I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy is a lead singer for this band called Taming Sorry. Wonderful rock and roll band. Check them out, Taming Sorry. Big, fat guitar tones. It's like classic rock. Uh, big, screechy vocals like Zeppelin. You, you people will love it. Anyway, Shania Twain. Now, Shania Twain sells the place out, right? And, uh, you know, Blues Fest, every time they do a Blues Fest, the first night... They always forget that they've done Blues Fest before, so they forget about what the problems were last year. So people are waiting to get in. People can't get right. in. Right. Uh. And so they just start waving people through the metal detectors. They're like, yeah, anyone, do what the fuck you want. Go Ooh. in. Which is always like, well, I hope this works out. <laughs> this, is, this is good, I guess. What's the worst that could happen? Well, a lot. But. <laughs> so we go there. But here's the thing about country fans, Clint. Let me tell you about country fans. Let me tell the people listening about country fans. Country fans are the worst fucking people on the planet Earth. Well, there goes our PBR sponsorship. I don't give a shit. We're going Bud Light anyway. <laughs> country. First of all, the country fans come out. They 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 come out. It's like country cosplay. They all buy like the four dollar hat you get on Canada Day. You know, it's a cowboy hat, but it's made of like you know corn husk or something like that. They're all wearing the cowboy boots, but they they come in with this marginalized attitude because and they're. Because every time you're waiting in the wash, like waiting in line for anything, beer or washroom, like it's always just wasted people going, I should have punched that bitch in the fucking face. And you're like, what are you doing? We're all singing the same songs, you idiots. But they're. I mean, man, I feel like a woman's going to fire anybody. <laughs> right? Oh my God. And it's Shania. Everyone, we're all singing the same songs. This should bring us together. But it's just the rudest night. And right now you're thinking, Oh my God, country fans are going to hear this. What are they going to do? Try and fight me? They're trying to do that anyway, Clint. They're trying to fight everyone. Calm the fuck down, country fans. We're trying to have a good time here. But I'll t- I will I will say this, though, about uh, Shania. I love Shania. You know I knew Shania in another life. Yes. You know, I, I've been to Shania's home. I, I went to grade school with her little brother uh, back in Timmins. Um, what the hell is this karaoke shit going on where people just oh, no. sing to their own fucking tracks what are we paying for clint 
These are expensive. Like if you bought, I bought the pass, but if you yeah, bought yeah. the ticket for Shania, it's a, it's a big one. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And they're just, they do the thing. They point the mic at the crowd. Their vocals are still going. Oh. What's happening here? All the, all the, the band members who I'm watching, they're playing instruments, but not really. You can tell they really can play, but, but they're kind of playing along with it, and they're smiling like NPCs, like, eh, eh. it's just this weird, and people are like, oh, I love the costume changes, and I'm like, oh my God, come see the Foo Fighters, or yeah. Pup, or Taming Sorry, yeah, yeah. go see some rock and roll. And the other thing about these backing track things, like, because Sean Paul, or not Sean Paul, uh, Pitbull, who I got dragged to as well. And everyone's like, he puts on a great show, which he does. And I like Pitbull. Pitbull builds schools and all that. But when you're playing to backing tracks, if you end early, it's just over. Do you know what I'm right. saying? So they end early, like, that, that's it. Good night. See you later. It's not like rock and roll where it's like, well, let's fucking do up five more. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? There's no, and there's no live versions of these people's songs. Because it's just karaoke to the goddamn oh CD. And you know that, that you, you listen to a live album, you just get that feeling and that, like, it's unpredictable and it's a kind of a different version and you just feel that energy. Like, I think we've talked about this before, where if there's a live version of it available, yeah. that's the one I'm listening to. All day. Like, All day. There's, uh, like, artists like um, Frank Turner comes to mind where somebody introduced me to him and I was like, yeah, he's okay. And I, I didn't care for it, but it was their favorite yeah, band, and so like every night of the campfire, that he was playing that, and he was playing that. I'm just like, yeah, this is just like generic British pop music. Yeah, till I heard him live. Well, I heard the live. You played uh, yeah. the live album on one of our trips. Absolutely, and, and I'm it like, was amazing. This guy is just yeah. a rock star. But yeah, live music to me is the coolest thing in the world. So, but when you're when it's the exact same as your thing, and it's just that look, the, look, the choreography is good. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I want, I want. You, I've said it before on this podcast. I love chaos. Give me the chaos yeah. of rock and roll. And that's where like Foo Fighters and Pup. And these are the bands that they're a real treasure. Like you yeah. gotta you see them live and just understand that raw energy that they bring and the fact that they can pivot and stuff. We talk about that in comedy all the time. Oh, this person only has one gear. This person yeah. only has one gear. Being able to pivot in music or comedy, that's a, that's a real gift. So I don't know. This backing track thing, I really do think you know, everything's a pendulum and now everything's a little too perfect and people are craving a little more, little more rock and roll. You look at Extreme released a, 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 a single on YouTube before their latest album came out this year and it got like a million hits in like, okay. you know, six seconds or something nice. like this. I think people are really coming back to, to, to instruments. It has to, man. <laughs> it has to come back. And, and it's just too expensive. Yeah. And for what? What yeah. are you paying for? What are you paying for? Karaoke. You're paying for the artist to karaoke to their own Ugh. damn song. Don't like that. Uh, and, you know, I, musicians will come at me. I get it. There is a place for some backing tracks. I do get that. Yeah. You know, if you have a sound effect or if you don't have an orchestra, I, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. But also just change the version of the goddamn song. Yeah. How about that? Play it raw. Play it like, play it like you mean it. Play it like you love it. Play it like you wrote it. Yeah. Like uh, the last time I went to Blues Fest... Uh, Glorious Sons were there. Yeah. And uh, were you there for that? I did not go to that particular so show. It was yeah. a great show, and I love the Glorious Sons. I just got tickets. They're coming back in to Ottawa in December, so I'm looking forward oh, nice. to that. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, but the singer's a bit of a booze hound. Yeah. And he got completely shittered and had to leave for like 20 minutes. And like, you just saw the rest of the band. They're like, what do we do now? And they just played like four cover songs. Like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They just they went and they had a great old time, and then... 
Magically, 20 minutes later, the singer's back on stage and they resume their set. This is awesome. It can't do that with a backing track. I'm not, I'm not saying you should get that drunk that no, you can't no, perform. <laughs> but but, but yeah, you can't it, do that with a backing track. Or you can do that with a backing yeah. track. You just won't even. <laughs> but that's the other thing about the internet age. That's, uh, and it's the same thing with comedians. Anytime anyone who's doing any kind of art form live has an off night, that goes more viral than the good nights. And I, I think that's part of the, the catalyst that's making people want to lip sync and, yeah. and, and sing to their own thing because it's like, at least they're trying. At least, they, you know, and singing's hard and your voice, things are going to affect it. Altitude, uh, what you ate, how you're feeling, allergies, yeah. how much sleep you got. Everything affects your voice. So if, you, if you're always singing at 11 and you have an off night, it's going to go viral and people are going to shame it. This guy sucks. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Can we do a backing track for comedy? Can well, we? You know who Maybe, did? I, I could use a laugh track every now and then. <laughs> Clint, I'll tell you that. I think it was Laura McLean one time did a, a set. <laughs> Laura McLean's awesome. Laura McLean is awesome. I love, she's I love Laura a complete McLean. fucking nut job weirdo, but she's yeah. so good and so out there. But I want to say it was a Mitch and Mike show. Yeah, that sounds where about right. She recorded a backing track that was supposed to be her inner monologue. <laughs> so. And she did it so flawlessly. Like, she went up and she would tell her joke. And then, like, in the silence, there's the backing track, her inner monologue. I like that. And That's then really she'd good. go back in a, into talking. And, like, she obviously rehearsed it really well. She had it all timed out perfectly. And it was Damn. it was so, so good. Well, I guess we can have backing tracks. I guess and, we can. Uh, but that's the other thing too. Like I've done the musical comedy shows where people have sung to backing tracks, and it's weird because it's comedy, so it's weirdly acceptable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, but I would still rather play my own, of course, guitar all day. It's still, come on, people, it's still rock and roll, baby. So be it rock and roll or comedy, man, keep it real. And uh, I don't know, I don't have any advice. <laughs> never, never rest. And if you're if you're hungover, just get that first laugh, and you won't be hungover after. Is this the advice we're giving this I, I week? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> laughter cures hangovers. We should start giving advice after <laughs> after every episode. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. The okay. The the, things the, I learned today. Starting next week, we're gonna have an advice uh, yeah. advice portion at the end of every show. Yeah, or, or something we've learned, or something like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, this is my advice. Yeah, I gave it at the beginning. Quit your job, drop out of school, start a band, do comedy. Because listen. I, you've seen the way the world is going right now. Gig economy is back. Yeah, absolutely. Because ca careers aren't happening anymore because <laughs> nobody's fucking paying. So just what what is this safety net you're looking for? I don't think it exists anymore. Go after what you can. Go after Chase your you, dreams. Chase your dreams, people. I think that's it for this episode. Chase I, your dreams, baby. Can't think of a better place to end. Thanks for listening. Peace. Anything can happen.